Hello boys and girls, and welcome to another magical episode of Famous Person Storytime. Today's famous person is... James Mason. You probably still don't know who I am. And their story will be... The Frog Prince. So sit down and have a warm cup of cocoa while we enjoy today's story. One fine evening, the young princess of England put on her finest bonnet and clogs and 9mm revolver because you can never be too careful. She went out to take a walk by herself in the woods while singing about her favorite things, most of them involving tampons and puppies. She was kind of weird that way. And when she came to a cool spring of water with a rose in the middle of it, she sat herself down to rest a while while hoping to catch a glimpse of that mysterious Loch Ness monster. Although she wasn't at Loch Ness, so she probably wasn't going to catch a glimpse of it, she didn't really know her geography that well. Now she had a golden ball in her hand, which was her favorite plaything, besides peasants, you know, because you can order them around to do whatever you want. Hey you there, go fetch me a pail of water, jump it on your head, run around in circles three times, then quack like a duck, and then cut off your arm. I want to see how much blood you have stored in there. You know, those kind of things. But for this particular golden ball, she would toss it up into the air and catch it again as it fell to the ground. Besides ordering peasants to mutilate themselves, this was really the only way to pass the time. After some time of throwing this up into the air, she threw it up so high that she missed catching it as it fell. Darn the luck! And the ball bounded away and rolled around on the ground until at last it fell down into the spring. The princess looked into the spring after her ball, but all she could see was another woman inside the well. She asked the woman if she could perhaps fetch the ball for her, but she did not respond. After yelling at her for quite some time, she realized that it was merely a reflection of herself. This happened quite often. However, she decided to ask again to the reflection in the hopes that it was perhaps maybe a lost twin. After getting no response, she began to cry and wail and said, Alas, if I could only get my ball again, I would give all my clothes and jewels and everything that I have in the world. Which, now, this might just be my personal opinion, but that might be a bit much for a ball. Granted, it is made out of gold, but she's a princess. I'm pretty sure she's got a gigantic room filled with those suckers. She probably has enough golden balls in there to swim in it like Scrooge McDuck. Except instead of coins, she's swimming in balls. She's probably knee-deep in balls every day. But while she was speaking, a frog put its head out of the water and said, Princess! Why do you weep so bitterly? Seriously, that's the most bitter type of weeping I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'm a frog, so I would know. Alas, said she, what can you do for me, you nasty frog? My golden ball has fallen into the spring. The frog said, I do not want your pearls and jewels and fine clothes, but if you love me and let me eat off your golden plate and sleep on your bed, I will bring you your ball once again. 
What nonsense, thought the princess. This silly frog is talking. He can never even get out of the spring to visit me, though he may be able to get my ball for me. And therefore, I shall tell him he shall have what he asks. And who knows, maybe he'll get eaten by a Frenchman afterwards. So she said to the frog, Well, if you bring me my ball, I will do all you ask. But she secretly had her fingers crossed behind her back, as well as afterwards coughing into her hand, saying, No, I won't. And the frog said, I'm sorry, what, what, what was that? What did you say? She said, oh, nothing. Um, I just said, cough. The frog eyed her suspiciously. Then he put his head down and dived deep under the water. And after a little while, he came up again with a ball in his mouth and threw it on the edge of the spring. As soon as the young princess saw her ball, she ran to pick it up, and she was so overjoyed to have it in her hand again that she completely forgot about the frog and ran home with it as fast as she could. The frog called after her, Stay, princess, and take me with you as you said. But she did not stop to hear a word. The frog frowned in sadness as his good buddy Nessie, the Loch Ness monster, swam up beside him and said, Damn, that bitch cold. The next day, just as the princess sat down to dinner, she heard a strange noise. Tap, tap, plash, plash, as if something was coming up the marble staircase. Ooh, marble staircase, very nice. I love me some good marble. Anyways, and soon afterwards, there was a gentle knock at the door, and a little voice cried out and said, Open the door, my princess dear. Open the door to thy true love here. And mind the words that thou and I said, by the fountain cool and the greenwood shade. Wait, that didn't, that last part didn't rhyme. That, that should have rhymed, something should have rhymed with said. Hold on, let's, let's try that again. And mind the words that thou and I said, by the fountain cool and the greenwood dead, said dead, in the greenwood dead. There we go. I mean, it, it doesn't quite make sense, but it's, it's poetry. It doesn't have to. So anyway, the princess ran to the door and opened it. There she saw the frog, whom she had quite forgotten. At this sight, she was sadly frightened and shut the door as fast as she could and went back to her seat. Before sitting down, she of course had her servant pull out her chair for her so she may sit upon it and then had him bite off one of his fingers to her amusement as per usual. The king, her father, seeing that something had frightened her, asked her what was the matter. There is a nasty frog, said she, at the door that lifted my ball for me out of the spring this morning. I told him that he should live with me here, thinking that he could never get out of the spring. But there he is at the door, and he wants to come in. While she was speaking, the frog knocked on the door again and said, Open the door, my princess dear. Open the door to thy true love here. And mind the words that thou and I said, by the fountain cool in the greenwood shed. Oh, greenwood shed. Yeah, that one, that one works out quite nicely. I like that. Let's go with that from now on. It's quite nice. Then the king said to the young princess, As you have given your word, you must keep it. Even if you told him you would lay with him, and I lay with him, I mean have sex with him, you would still have to keep your word, even though he's a frog. We are English and proud, and our word is our bond. Now go sleep with that frog, or whatever it is you said you would do with him. So the princess let the frog inside, and he hopped into the room, and then straight on, tap, tap, Plash, plash, from the bottom of the room to the top, till he came up close to the table where the princess sought. The words actually sat, but I figured I would rhyme it 
with top is it it kind of feels like a poem even though it's not supposed to be pray lift me upon the chair said he to the princess and let me sit next to you as she picked him up she complained how his body was icky and disgusting like a frenchman's to which he stated how offended he was to being compared to a frenchman as they both laughed gaily at the extremely offensive comments when the frog had been placed next to the princess, he said to her, Put your plate nearer to me, that I may eat out of it. This she did, but not before eating everything except for the disgusting spinach. The frog ate the disgusting spinach and said, Now I am tired. Carry me upstairs, woman, and put me into your bed. The princess, though very unwilling, took him up in her hand and put him upon the pillow on her own bed, where he slept all night long and snored quite a bit for such a small frog. You'd think he'd croak, but no, suspiciously enough, he snored and also had night terrors about the Hamburglar, oddly enough. It was quite annoying, really. As soon as it was light, the frog jumped up, hopped downstairs, and went out of the house. Now then, thought the princess, at last he is gone, and I shall be troubled with him no more. But she was mistaken, for when night came again, she heard the same tapping at the door, and the frog came once more and said, Open the door, my princess dear, open the door to thy true love here, and mind the words that thou and I said, by the fountain cool, in the green wood, ah, you know the rest. And when the princess opened the door, the frog prince came in and slept under a pillow as before, till the morning broke, and the third night, he did the same. All of those nights happened rather quickly thanks to a montage with the Karate Kid theme song you're the best around playing. Personally, I would have preferred Gonna Fly Now from Rocky, but that's just me. When the princess awoke on the following morning, she was astonished to see, instead of the frog, a handsome prince gazing on her with the most beautiful eyes that she had ever seen and standing at the head of her bed. Anyway, the prince told her that he had been enchanted by a spiteful fairy after he had said she looked fat in the dress she was wearing, thus causing him to change into a frog, and that the only way to get rid of this curse was to abide until some princess should take him out of the spring and let him eat from her plate and sleep upon her bed for three nights while secretly groping her breasts. And she said, wait, what? What was that last part? He says, no, nothing, nothing, don't. Don't worry about that. You, my princess, have broken this cruel charm, and I have nothing to wish for but that you should go with me into my father's kingdom, and we shall live in his basement, playing video games and eating Cheetos. The young princess, you may be sure, was not long in saying yes to all of this, without thinking of the possible consequences. As they spoke, a brightly colored coach drove up with eight beautiful horses decked with plumes of feathers and a golden harness. They looked like they came out of the party at Elton John's house. And behind the coach rode the prince's servant, faithful Heinrich, who had bewailed the misfortunes of his dear master during his enchantment so long and so bitterly that his heart had well nigh burst, due to him being the prince's secret lover. For many a long nights they had given in to temptation and passion, and now they could finally live the dream they had always wanted, a threesome with a princess who was okay with having frogs in her bed. 
They then took their leave of the king and got in the coach with eight horses and all set out, full of joy and merriment and quite looking forward to the threesome involving frogs. And after they reached the prince's kingdom, they there lived happily a great many years with a great many threesomes. I can't really figure out what the moral of this story is. I guess the real only lesson that I learned is that the Loch Ness Monster is actually living in a spring in England. That devil has been tricking us this entire time pretending to be in Scotland. Now that I know where she is, I shall capture her and use her to create the greatest miniature golf course this side of the Atlantic or Pacific. I'm not really sure what ocean is where. Either way, I know I'm going to make a pretty dime out of this. Thank you, good night, and long live the queen. Wow, boys and girls, wasn't that exciting and magical episode? I thought so too. Join us next time for another very exciting and happy story on Famous Person Storytime. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. For more information about this and other programming, visit our official website at www.ghostat.net. <laughs> I like the ending.